Good day, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This, this is December 19th, 2021. Uh, this is episode 89, season four. Uh, today's show, I will discuss uh, the classic uh, animation shorts, Hard Rock, Coco and Joe, Snoo- Susie Snowflake, and Frosty the Snowman. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, I will talk about three things before we get, get into that main, to- uh, the, that main topic. But first off, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. And uh, this program is brought to you by Andre Champagne. And here's a commercial from the late 1970s. Uh, I used to watch this uh, all the time when I was a teenager. But they kept repeating it until the 80s. So here you go. Ring in the holidays, ring out the year, sparkling with Andre, love and good cheer. Take Andre home for the holidays, Andre for the holidays. What's a celebration without Andre champagne to lend sparkle and elegance, and Andre cold duck to keep things bubbling along? Greet the season and your friends with the best, Andre. For the holidays and all year long. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Andre Champagne. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. I, I love champagne, you know, um, but I drink it only on New Year's Eve. Uh, I've done that for many years. I'm not a drinker. I don't like, uh, I'm not a beer fan, wine, uh, hard liquor, cocktails. Eh, not really. Um, only beer I like is Greek beer. You know, from imported from Greece. Uh, there was this one called Fix. I like that a lot. Uh, I drink it like when I go to the uh, festivals at my church every year in August. They usually have that. It's a it's a a little expensive than regular domestic beer, but so what? It's worth it. I, I love that. The other thing I want to try is Cold Duck. I heard it's very good, so uh, maybe I'll pick up a bottle someday, maybe before New Year's. So I'm all set. But uh, but the champagne I like actually it's spumante, it's a nice fruity flavor. I like that. So that's uh, I only drink like uh, liquor maybe once a year. Okay, thank you for joining me today on for this episode of uh, eighty nine. That is, and like I said previously, at the beginning of the program, I would talk about Hard Rock, Coco and Joe, Susie and Snowflake, and Frosty the Snowman those anime shorts, and uh, I would talk about some trivia about those shorts and what was it about and my memories of watching it. I'm sure everyone in Chicagoland would relate to that. And uh, and I also said I'm going to talk about three things before we get started. Uh, one, uh, on my Facebook group, Van Chicagoland, I posted a poll. I also did this on my Twitter account. That what kind uh, that I asked the question, what kind of color tree did you have for Christmas? What uh, you know, your Christmas tree? What color it was when you were growing up? Um, so I had so I placed the choices. I put green, white, aluminum, and uh, believe it or not, a lot of people answered green. It's the most popular uh, answers of the poll. Uh, some people. Put white and aluminum, also gold, 
We did that. Uh, someone said pink. I, I remember seeing pink once, uh, probably in the 70s, like, like that. And uh, people also said, you know, I want a real tree. I can understand that. But when you have a re- it smells so good. But when you go to a tree lot, you got to tie it onto your car, drive home, untie it, bring it in the house, and there's needles all over the place, and you got to sweep them up. What a mess. <laughs> because my family never owned one. We always had an artificial one. We, uh, we've we had one, we had it for many years, like 20 years, and then it just fell apart. And then we bought a new one. After that, it's a little taller. My mother complains about it because it's too tall for her to decorate, but, well, she's short. so. <laughs> but it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And she does an excellent job decorating. I help her out. And, uh, well, not the ornaments, but I help her with the lights. You know, that's a Greek rule. <laughs> and and I posted the photo of it on my social media accounts. And people love it. And I love even sitting in the living room when I'm watching TV and just looking at it when it's lit. It's gorgeous. So that was that was a fun uh, poll to, to uh, put on the accounts. Uh, second thing is... Uh, yesterday, I found out a classmate of mine at Bogan High School passed away, and he passed away from COVID-19. Now, I had no idea that uh, this happened because uh, I had my high school reunion in this past September, and I, and I saw him, and he, he looked fine. You know, we talked for a few minutes. You know. Yeah, he's a very nice, a very nice guy. Uh, in high school, I... I didn't talk to him much. Uh, I just said hello. and all that. He was in a couple of classes, but I didn't know him very well. But he knew who I was. And then when we were in, reunited in fr- at the further reunions before this last one, uh, I got to know him very well. And he's a very nice guy. And when I found out the news that he passed away, I was uh, very sad. And a lot, of pe- a lot of guys and their classmates were very close to him. They've known him since grade school you know, from the old neighborhood. And they're just devastated, devastated. Oh, it's awful. And I believe he was the first one that passed away from COVID in our class. There are a few people that have gotten COVID, but they uh, recovered. Um, But there's lingering effects. So when I found out about uh, my friend, it was awful, just awful. And uh, we're still grieving. I'm still grieving for him. So my condolences to his family. I know he's a grandfather. Um, it's so sad, you know, so sad. Uh, I don't know if he was vaccinated or not. I, I, I don't want to ask, you know. But in my opinion, it, you have to get vaccinated. It's the only way to stop it because uh, it's getting a little out of control with this new variant, the Omicron. In Greek, we call it Omicron. So... Uh, Please get vaccinated, please. It will save your life, trust me. I've, I've been vaccinated and I got my booster about uh, around Thanksgiving. So thank goodness. But I still wear a mask everywhere. Can't be too careful. Okay. Uh, the third and last final thing is uh, I receive an email from somebody. Actually, a couple. Uh, they asked me on my podcast or my social media accounts, why don't you put a lot of sports memorabilia, more sports stuff. 
I do from time to time, but uh, to be honest with you, I'm not a sports fan, but I love his love the history of it. Like, for example, if it was about Ernie Banks who played for the Cubs, I love that. You know, he was a nice man, wonderful player, but I'm not into the game. Uh, I have nothing against sports. I think it's sports fans. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm annoyed with because they get overboard and go crazy. And if you're not with, you know, if you're not part of the gang, you feel left out. They don't say. Most of the time, they don't say anything, or they they just snub you, which is kind of hurtful. But you are what you are, and you like what you like. And that's how it is. And. Um, I'm not a very good athlete, and I was scared to participate in most of the sports when I was a kid. And there was one, and there were two reasons, uh, well, two incidents that happened. Um, one happened when I was in grade school, and the other time was in high school. Uh, the one in high school, I will not discuss that because it's very, very hard to, and it's more humiliating to happen to the first one. But the first one, I will tell you, um, when I lived in my old neighborhood. Uh, there were a lot of uh, a lot of the kids wanted to play um, baseball or softball. I forgot what game it was. It, I think it was softball. And we went across the street, and it was right next to Daly College on South Pulaski Road. Uh, the college wasn't built yet, so it was just a baseball field there. And uh, a lot of kids uh, from the leagues, you know, the little leagues, played there. And uh, you know what? There was a couple of kids that didn't want to play anymore, and they just wanted to go home. So I wanted to leave too. But there were a couple of guys that took offense of that. They hate. They hated it, and they were so angry and furious. So they confronted me. There were about two of them. So they knocked me down, kicked me, swearing and telling me, "No, no, you gotta stay and play the game," because I think. Uh, we were winning, but you know, I lost interest. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. But I saw the other kids do that. What's wrong? What was the harm for me to do the same thing? But I was wrong. So, and then, uh, so like I said before, they kicked me, they slapped me, and I was not to, and they, a couple of guys urinated on me in front of a lot of kids, and they were laughing. And, uh, I when it was over, I just went home crying. Uh, my mother didn't see me, or my dad. He did not. They did not see me. And uh, I, I think I told him about, it, but I don't remember. So I, I hid in my bedroom. I didn't leave my room for six months. Now, only when I went to school, and when I did go to school, when I came home, uh, I just went straight in my room. I didn't go out or anything. I was too scared, too frightened. Fear took took a hold on me for that, and it and like I said before, it, I wasn't. And then I didn't leave the house for six months, even go out to play and all that. And after it was over, I was never the same because it was. That's why I don't like to play, you know, sports and all that, or even watch. Uh, also, it was absolutely necessary when. Um, you know, like when you had uh, at school a gym class, you have to play. Uh, I did my best, but, you know, back then kids were competitive. They still are. Sometimes parents are worse. And uh, I did the best I could. And then high school, eh, 
that didn't go well. So I won't talk about that second incident. Maybe someday I will, but it was too painful. So um, it's nothing against sport. You know, I just don't watch them. I, I like other things, you know. And But as I post uh, things on my social media accounts for Van Chicagoland, I, I do find sports memorabilia, you know, with Ernie Banks or even uh, Chicago Bears, Bull, Chicago Bulls, the Hawks, anything. I, I love that. And a lot of people do. And there's a wide audience that wants to see that. So that's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, that'd be if that's all for that. You know, if I had to get it off my chest, I feel much better now. So I apologize, everyone, for rambling and talking about this, you know. And that's, I hope the, the people that, um, send me the questions about you know their emails about that i hope they're listening you know i like to respond back but i don't want to start something okay that's it for that and now we're going to talk about fun stuff we're going to talk about hard hard rock coco and joe Susie snowflake and frosty snowman now we have seen these anime shorts for years in chicago land uh Ever since uh, they used to play those on Garfield, Goose, and Friends, you know, hosted by Fraser Thomas, uh, they they played around the holiday season, probably after Thanksgiving, maybe during, I don't know, and probably all throughout the month of December. I think he, I think on Garfield, Goose, they played it maybe once a week, uh, I believe. And um, so um, I'm going to talk a little trivia about them. Also with Susie Snowflake and Frosty Snowman. Now, Hard Rock Coco and Joe, it was called the Three Little Dwarves. The thing is, they weren't dwarves; they were elves. So, and uh, it was uh, the short, the anime short that is uh, was released in 1951. It ran about three minutes, and uh, it was created by a company called Centaur Productions. And uh, it was utilized by the by the talents of an artist. His name was Wa Ming Chang. I'll get into a little bit of that. And he also did. Uh, he was a very talented uh, man. And uh, the story goes where you have the three elves, and then uh, Joe wanted to come, you know, on the sleigh ride with the uh, with Santa Claus and with Hard Rock and Coco, and then you hear the song. <laughs> King got ahead, and uh, I won't sing the whole song, but it goes like this: Ole ole ole, go Donner and Blitzen away and way. Ole ole ole, I'm Hard Rock on Coco and Joe. Okay, the Santa. You know, when I was a little kid, I never noticed this, but when I got older, and a lot of people did, they noticed that he looked Asian. You know, with his eyes, you know, slit like that. It was like that was bizarre. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, why does he look like that? Santa never looked like that. So, uh, you know, and that was strange. And then that song in the short is so infectious. You, you can't get it on your mind for days. <laughs> you hear it all the time. So I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, um, Wang Chang. Uh Wang Ming Chang, that is, excuse me. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. He was a Chinese-American designer, sculptor, and artist. And uh, he worked, uh, he was a very, 
you know, like I said, he was very talented. And uh, he, he, for his sculptures, he used a lot of props that were designed for Star Trek, the original series, including the tricorder and the communicator. I think the communicator is the most famous of that. You've seen, if you're a Trekkie and you've seen the reruns, you would see those uh, devices. Uh, he's responsible for that. He also did uh, for movies. He did that, and uh, also he made costumes uh, on Star Trek. Uh, there was one famous episode called "The Salt Vampire." Well, the name of the episode is "Man Trap," but it was a salt vampire, and that was a scary uh, episode. You know, but it was wonderful. He also created the Tribbles, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, costumes on the on the set, and uh, and he also did um, some other TV shows, Outer Limits. Uh, he also did some props for the original movie, The Planet of the Apes, and uh, and the TV show Land of the Lost, and uh, then. Uh, Let's see. And then he uh, he was born August 2nd, 1917 in Honolulu. And he died on December 22nd, 2003. He was 86 years old. And uh, a lot of people didn't know about him. Uh, if you read about... He's the one responsible for designing all of those props in, in the cartoon for Hard Rock Coco and Joe, which was fascinating to me. Okay. And next... Uh, we're going to talk about also, uh, no, we'll talk about a little more about Hard Rock, Coco and Joe. Uh, let's see here. And uh, the, the music publisher was Helen, Helen Range Song Incorporated. And uh, let's see. Also, you know, that was not first broadcast in Chicago. No. It was it was broadcast first at uh, WJAC in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and uh, and then uh, four years later in 1956, Frazier Thomas showed it on Garfield Goose. A lot of people thought it was here, but it wasn't. So, and they also in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, they still show it every year. So it's those two cities. I don't know about the other cities. I don't think so. So um, that's an interesting uh, bit of trivia. <laughs> and uh, let's see, the guy who wrote the song, his name was Stuart Hambian. Um, uh, he was converted by evangelist Billy Graham, and he was a hopeless drunk and gambler. <laughs> and he wrote, uh, he wrote a couple more songs, and the singers you hear in the song uh, they were known as the Les Tucker Singers. But, but uh, they weren't involved. And so uh, they got some other singers. So I don't know who they were. But uh, anyway, so that's interesting like that. Okay. Right now we'll talk about uh, Susie Snowflake. Now, Susie Snowflake was the song. It was, record, it was uh, released in 1951 by Rosemary Clooney. Uh, I have a couple. I have that song on my Apple Music. I, I love that song, but it's not like the one they play in the short. And uh, that song is catching too. <laughs> it's very catchy, and uh, 
It was made by Centaur Productions, same company, also created by Wa Ming Chang, and but that was released in 1953. And they also shown that uh, also at Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And uh, of course, uh, Garfield Goose introduced it, was hosted by Fraser Thomas. So, and uh, so that I love that one too. Uh, it's not my favorite. You know, it is my favorite. I love that one for some reason. The, my favorite scene in that short is where she's flying around and then she taps, taps, taps. And then there's like a bank of snow and it falls on, a, I think, a policeman and he turned into a snowman. <laughs> I like that one. That's funny, you know. But uh, I, like I said before, it's a, it's one of my favorites. I love that, you know. And uh so, you know, they still play them to today. Okay. Next one we'll talk about is, uh, we'll get that in a minute, is Frosty the Snowman. And, uh, of course, we know about Frosty the Snowman. Uh, that was, uh, that's a famous song. And uh, I'm going to look it up and tell you. Okay. About the um, because we know about the TV series, uh, most people associate it with the 1969 animated film, but it really it's not. So um, this one was earlier. It was earlier than that, and uh, they came out in 1950, I think. I uh, believe that, and uh, let's see. Yeah, so I, if you remember the song, goes thumpity thump, you know, thump, thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump. It goes like that. But this one was jazzier. This one was jazzier than that. And because uh, I like the song, this was the first time I saw Frosty the Snowman. Was the the uh, the uh, that short, not the one I, I where we all grew up in 1969. It wasn't that at all. So this one came out in 1954. It was three minutes long, directed by Robert Cannon. And like I said, the the music was a bouncy, jazzy a cappella vert. And uh, the animated was like, it it resembled the cartoon series Gerald McBoyne McBoyne. I I sort of remember that one, you know, but uh, it's been a long time. So like that. And uh, it it premiered on WGN on December 24th, 1955. Uh, I don't know if... I'm sure they broadcast it on WGAC in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, too. But they... uh, So that was another classic one. And I remember when Frosty's dancing down the sidewalk. Of course, the famous uh, um, line... Uh, where the policeman stops the the snowman. So uh, I do like Frosty Snowman, like the 1969 TV special. That's I mean it's great. You know I love that. With uh, I discussed that in a previous podcast episode, but this anime short, uh, Frosty the Snowman, also Susie Snowflake and Hard Rock Coco and Joe. Those three classics. Those are classics. Of course, every year they are shown on WGN TV Channel 9 since 2005, I think, on Bozo, Gar, and Ray. Uh, 
hosted by Dean Richards. And you can, you can still watch them. I think it's shown them on Thanksgiving, also on Christmas Eve, you know, but uh, I've seen it so many times, but it's fun to watch, uh, to see those. And uh, it's a nice, but, you know, people like to watch other movies, you know, Christmas movies, like It's a Wonderful Life. They show that now on Christmas Eve uh, every year on NBC, but they showed it earlier, you know, about a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago. So that's my tradition. On Christmas Eve, we open our presents, and then I and then I record "It's a Wonderful Life," and I watch that in the living room with the Christmas tree up. It's beautiful. It really is. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that'll be all for today. Uh, thank you for joining me and listening to me. Um, this was episode eighty-nine. I discuss hard rock, Coco and Joe, Susie Snowflake, and Frosty the Snowman. Uh. I will probably do another podcast Tuesday. We'll see, I will see. Uh, I have to pick the subject uh, because uh, usually I do it Tuesdays and Saturdays. This next Saturday is Christmas Day. I don't know if I'll do an I'll do a podcast. You know, it's the holiday. Uh, I'll see. I don't know if I'm up to it. If not, then I'll do it the following. Uh, you know, probably on the day after Christmas on December twenty sixth. Okay. So this is Pete Costanas, and I'm your host for Van Chicago and Stories to Podcast. Thank you for listening, and bye-bye for now for me. And here's Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>